0: Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. You're listening to the Bellarmine Forum podcast. Today is the Feast of the Sacred Heart. We are going to talk about the Sacred Heart. Is is the Blessed Sacrament? Things Our Lady has said about it, and a little bit of surprising similarities between today and how the Sacred Heart devotion of Sacred Heart was revealed uh, way back when, and. We started off praising our Lord, but let's just say a quick Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Mother of our Lord, Mother of the Eucharist, pray for us. Back in 1973, Our Lady came to Sister Sasagawa at Akita, And among the message, it was on October 13th, so it's tied to Fatima. She said, as I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves. Because the message at Fatima, hell is real, people go there. The angel came, and what did the angel do? The angel told the kids, taught them across several visits the year before, how to venerate our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And he brought them the Blessed Sacrament. And what was the other thing from Fatima, Our Lady? Taught the children and encouraged them to say the rosary daily. So here we have it at Akita. Same message, repent, men must better themselves. What's going to happen? The Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge. Such as one never seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and wipe out a great part of humanity. The good as well as the bad sparing neither priest nor faithful. The survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. The only arms, now get this part. This is, this is, where, this is where we're going, trust me. Uh, we're talking about the feast of the Sacred Heart and, and, and this, is, this is what I think is important. The only arms which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son. Now, Sister Sasagawa, Bishop Ito, uh, Francis Fukushima, who wrote for all them and put things together in, in the priest, whose name is, escapes me at the moment, they all said that the sign left by my son was the Blessed Sacrament. It makes sense, right? Fatima, you've got the emphasis on our Lord, uh, truly in present body, blood, soul, and divinity, in the Blessed Sacrament, and the Rosary. What do you have at Akita? Same message. What's he say at Akita? Every day recite the prayers of the rosary. With the rosary, pray for the Pope, the bishops, and the priests. Why? Here comes the tough part. The work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confrères. I think I've seen that happen. Haven't you seen that happen? Hmm. You know, he just had a message, you know, Cardinal Marx, who said in the past that Christianity is just too hard. He tried to resign, and uh, Pope Francis didn't accept his resignation. Uh, what else does Our Lady of Akita say? I remember, this was in 1973, and maybe some of you weren't paying attention back then, but I can remember this happening. Churches will be... And altars will be sacked. I've seen that happen firsthand. Still happen in some places. I think we may yet see some of that happening yet, unfortunately. And the church will be full of those who accept compromises. Church will be full of those who accept compromises. The work of the devil will infiltrate into the church. And the church will be full of those who accept compromises. And the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. We've certainly seen that. Stats show that. The demon will especially be implacable against souls consecrated to God. The thought of the loss of so many souls is the cause of my sadness. Our Blessed Mother was sad. You ever tell her you're sorry? You ever just talk to the Blessed Mother and say, Wow, this has really got to be tough? Because you want everybody, like a good mother, you want everybody to make it to heaven with your son. And that's what the Sacred Heart's about. devotion of the Sacred Heart was to reveal to us that this other angle on our Lord, you know, when we look at the Blessed Sacrament, we often can forget that that is flesh. It's the very flesh of our Lord's heart there. And it's captive, just like he was on the cross. Why? Because he loves you. He, 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 you know, it, it's funny, uh, Father Mark at his homily at Mass today made a point. He goes, it's not just that God loves you, it's He likes you even. I think some people kind of, you know, they need that. They need reminded of that. God likes you. He likes me. He likes things He made about me. He likes how it played out. He likes it when we can talk. But just like our lady saying, she's sad. Our Lord, our Lord look at. When our Lord and Luke, what did he say? Uh, 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 Something. Boy, you figure, you know, I'm out of practice. It's been too long since we had a podcast. And here I am, like, uh, thought I had myself all, all together. And Luke, they come to our Lord. He said, and Abraham said to them, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Another place. He says, yeah, yeah, pretty much. If they won't listen to the prophets, they're not going to trust somebody risen from the dead. So it is with, you know, if it was that way, when our Lord was here in the flesh and people could see a man walking, you know, Father Hardin told us, our Lord, the people that were there in the time of the gospel, what did he require of them in order to do miracles for them? They had to believe that this guy that they could touch, that was right in front of them, who looked like an ordinary guy, was God. If they believed that, they got miracles. In the Blessed Sacrament, we're asked, this is why God wants to do bigger miracles for us today. Father Hearn said this many times. He asks us to believe more. This is why it's a weapon. Miracles. We need miracles today. If we believe one that God became a man that people could just look at and looked ordinary. Loved you so much with that heart. Loved you with a human heart. Uh, the same way you and I have a heart, our Lord has a heart like that. And you get pains in your heart, our Lord got pains in his heart. The same way. When you were happy and delighted to be with someone, your heart flutters. You get, you know, that kind of delight. That's what the sacred heart has for you. And just like these sinners, he's sad for these sinners. Look what he went through to offer redemption, to redeem these people, and he throw it away. Look at the things that are going on today, though. We have St. Paul that brings up, if you unworthily receive communion, it'll be to your condemnation. We have, just has run through all of the church. All the fathers of the church have various quotes. St. Basil brings it up. The prayers after communion, even for prayers before communion, bring that up. Oh, wait. Did, well, no, I think the priest still says that in a new way. But in the old writers there's certainly highlighted there that the priest says, let this be to my health and not to my condemnation before he receives communion. We're supposed to say that, too. We're supposed to remind ourselves. You must approach Holy Communion worthily, which means in the state of grace or without a mortal sin and with the right uh, intentions of your heart, knowing that that's our Lord. You're there to, and you should thank him. Lord, thank you for coming to be with me. When you go to Mass, that's what's going on. The Lord's coming to be with you. You go to adore, when you go to Blessed Sacrament, to adore the Blessed Sacrament, you're there to be with our Lord. Now he waits for you to be there with him. I mean, we tend to, you know, I don't know if people just, I, I, we're going to get into this in a minute. The compromises, the devil in the church. And why some of these people just can't get this. You, dear reader, I know you get this. You're listening here because you're not a modernist. And if some of you still have some inclinations of modernism, I'm going to work it out for you today. Because the two weapons... Among all this craziness. Just look at the world. You got people super gluing their hair. And then they get upset that uh, it doesn't work. You got, I don't know, story years ago. Girl falls in, you know, children have a joke where they say, do you love that bridge? And Oh yeah, I love that bridge. And they say, why don't you marry it? Well, it's gotten so obscene. There was, you know, that woman years ago, she married a bridge. You got people that aren't happy in their own skin and believe that they can create a new reality just by declaring it that's what god did right god makes reality by speaking it none of us are god i mean even the pagans in some ways were more sane than the people walking around today because the pagan realizes he doesn't have power and worships a tree that the tree might give him power not the people today they think that they can do whatever they want by declaring it and then they have the backing of the communist marxist state to say that those who call them crazy are haters or whatever else in the church you might get called divisive uh our lord you know what was the pharisees charge against our lord we found this man attempting to subvert our nation before Pilate, remember they said that about him. Our Lord himself said, I come not to bring peace, but the sword. What's the sword? What, what, what should we be dividing? It's the sheep and the goats. It's knowing that some things are sinful. Is it? Four things to cry out to heaven for vengeance. it's Sodomy, withholding the wages of labor. Uh, you know the list. And we know from the Ten Commandments. So if somebody's out there, and we know you have to be worthily receiving communion, I mean, just Cardinal Burke, what just 12 years ago, head of the CDF, writes that beautiful letter explaining how to deal with uh, public sinners and scandal and what happens when somebody's not worthy. And this isn't judgment. You know, I hate that when people say, oh, you don't judge. Well, God gave us a reason and an intellect, and we're required to use them. We're responsible to him for how we use them. If I see a blue sky, I cannot say the sky's purple. Well, maybe it is a shade of purple towards sunset, but you know what I mean. I can't say that the sky's uh, black. I'd be lying. But not only that, it's not real. So if I see two plus two on a table, I say there's four things there. Likewise, if I see somebody promoting, publicly, abortion, murder, or other things that are contrary, that are grave matter, or if I see them saying things contrary to the revelation of God, like those things that cry to heaven uh, for vengeance, you know, it's Pride Month, I never quite got the idea of openly having a month to celebrate a vice, You know, we don't have envy month when I'm gluttony. Well, I don't know. Maybe we do have gluttony month. There's there's certainly a lot of, um, they don't call it that, do they? So it's interesting to me that we have something we call pride month. Um, And it's celebrating a vice. But the politicians who hold themselves out as Catholics, what does it mean to be Catholic? We know, we've talked about the Am Church in the past, we've seen decades of this. Our Lady knew, 1973, the work of the devil infiltrate the church, and a church will be full of those who accept compromises. Now, you know, compromise that's acceptable might be, oh. Which parking spot you park in, which pew you sit in, where you are, things like that. That's not what Our Lady was talking about. When she says compromise, and she's talking about the devil in the church, she's talking about error. People who overlook error. We're going to talk about why some people in the church can't see error. It's clear to you and me. Because you and me see God as the sacred heart. It's a man who became God, who has a flesh and, and heart and a, and a heart that works like ours, that loved us so much. He endured Calvary, endured the spitting, endured the insults, the slaps, the shaming in the cross, the death on the cross for us. Because we deserve that for our sins. But he took our place. He did that for us because he loves us. And without him doing it, we would be lost forever. That's why he did that. He loves you. He wants to be with you forever because he enjoys your company. He likes you. You li- You should like him too. And thank him and tell him you like him. And I don't know. Just talk to him. That's called prayer. But you believe that God is God. You believe that he is a person beyond you. What if I told you that Pius X... Was, gonna, was complaining about people rising up in the church and disguising themselves intentionally, avoiding detection with the purpose of infiltrating the church in order to make it modern, to make it progress, to make a new church. Or what's one of those hymns I saw from GIA in their editor's collection? Sing a new church right there right there they're gonna speak and make it a reality you know part of our uh, part of our being made in the image and likeness of god is the power of speech and is true we can create impressions of realities in others with our words and that's why god makes us tells us we must speak the truth We must say what is real. Why? Because in a sense, we can create realities in others because they rely on us for testimony. They rely on us to tell them what they couldn't see or what we saw. And so it is with the Sacred Heart. You and I see that and we know that's our Lord. We already believe that is God become man in the flesh. And that host, I see, what looks like bread to me, is the flesh of our lord it is him right there the flesh of his heart his sacred heart that's when the things our lord asked for when he came to saint mary alacoque two days after christmas that year i'd like people to adore my blessed the blessed sacrament that's me come sit with me come adore that i do this for you the sign i left for you the sign of my presence if you haven't been in adoration lately, maybe it's, a, it's moving your heart to go talk to our Lord, at least tell him, oh, Lord, I, I, I want to come." First Fridays. That's when that came from. Look at that. First Fridays came from our Lord revealing devotion to a sacred heart. Yes, he that we go. First Fridays in nine consecutive months. And what happened at Fatima? Our Lady asked for first Saturdays. They work together, right? And actually it wasn't during the Fatima things. It was, uh, was it 27? It was like 10 years later, 12 years later. Whenever the, the, the last vision came, that's when the first Saturday devotion. Our Lady asked Sister Lucy to spread that devotion. Where in all of this though, have Cardinal Burke's thing, about uh, when he had a CDF, about how do you deal with public sinners and scandal and people approaching for communion? You got St. Paul's Word. You've got the Fathers of the Church. You've got everybody. It's like our Lord said. If you want to listen to them, they're not going to believe. They're not going to listen to anything else you do, even if you rise from the dead. So you have to wonder, like, why did the bishops need to make a new statement on Holy Communion? gotten caught up in that lately like thinking that's a good idea like what what, what are they going to say that's not already said or is this an opportunity to create a new compromise i think it's a fair question yeah that's one of the problems is if you ask fair questions these days that uh, you're you're recognized in the way that uh kind of the sadducees and the pharisees looked at our lord you're trying to subvert the nation you're divisive but we should be in the proper role of a person. We should ask questions about what we see. Why do we need a new statement on Holy Communion? If people won't listen to the apostles, if they won't listen to the fathers of the church, if they won't even take it from a document from the head of the Congregation of Doctrine and Faith, who cited all those people and brought up things in ways more beautiful than I could, what makes you think they're going to listen to the U.S. Bishops Conference? I just don't get that. And I, I know it's well-intended bishops. Some of those bishops, they support that effort. I, I love them. I love Bishop Strickland. I Rarely. I, I, I see him as a good shepherd. But I just don't understand why the U.S. CCB thinks that anybody's going to listen to them. Uh, but they're going to do it. You know what I mean... You know, mazel Maybe they should just repeat the things that are already said and say, hey, we adopt what St. Paul said. We adopt uh, all these things that Cardinal Burke uh, elaborated in this document, and we make that our statement. I would love that. Do you think that's what's going to happen, though? No. Because they can't talk like us. I mean, you ever read some of their documents? Uh, sometimes I wonder what world that, that stuff comes from. And it, it It's what Our Lady said, though. That's why we have to pray for him. You have to pray a rosary for him because, I mean, I know I'm supposed to be excited because, hey, they're going to clarify it. and You know, public centers, people who support abortion, you know, should be blocked from communion. But I'm like, we all already know this. Don't we all? I mean, the problem is they don't want to do it. And does the USCCB think they're going to? I haven't seen a case yet where the USCCB puts pressure on the bishops to do the right thing. I have seen it the other way around. Look at communion in the hand. That's all fraudulent vote. How effective was the USCCB in fixing that? Maybe we'll start there. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the statement they should make is, hey, we made a mistake when we did this vote. And we need to unwind it. That would be a great statement on Holy Communion. Maybe they should make another statement. Hey, um... You know, all you people that now kind of think that this is just a Eucharistic community and it's a symbol and that God is a force of progress. Well, he's not. That would be a good one. I mean, you know, they can't write it in those words that I said. It'd have to be some other kind of like flower. I don't know. I tried picking some of the buzzwords that they use. But why? When Our Lady tells us, why is it so, I mean, look at the attacks on things. I got, you know, you and me say our rosary and we encourage others to do it. And, and this podcast has long been underwritten by a very, uh, by an anonymous donor who's very forgiving that we don't stay on a big schedule. I, I'm making apologies now because it's been too long since we've done one of these. That's only the, the, the only thing that they want is that, that we encourage you to say a rosary. Why? Because they kind of know. It's the only things that are there. Where lady said, say a rosary every day. Our Lord says, come and join me in the blessed sacrament. And this is me. This is my heart sitting here waiting for you. This flesh of my heart, pining just to be with you because I like you. Yeah, you know, I, I use that word like because. Especially in this you know, pride, whatever, baloney, love wins, uh, whatever, pick a slogan of all the words that have been destroyed in our society, by people who superglue their hair, tattoo their noses, or I guess they pierce their noses extra times and tattoo their necks and every. These are the people that are, you know, telling you what love is, and the bishops are listening to them. I mean, wow, well, that maybe that was a little blow. It seems like they get catered to because we don't want to offend them by telling somebody who holds himself out as a Catholic, who's praised in the National Catholic Reporter, our president, who, no, I'm sorry. There's, there really can be no confusion over somebody who intends to be a good faithful Catholic in that position on abortion. The private option was dead 40 years ago. Sorry. Sorry. And if he's still saying that, and after 40 years, one, if a bishop or a priest hasn't been correcting him, uh, then we've allowed him to be ignorant publicly. And if he's persisted for 40 years in this private option argument and still wants to come to communion, somebody needs to tell him, I mean, what is the weaponry? Here, if the blessed sacrament is a weapon if our lord came not to bring peace but the sword what is the weapon there isn't it against error so by telling the person you're not in communion because you say these things and you support this for an entire country and you make policies that are against the revelation of god Once you fix that, you're back to communion. It's easy. Nobody has apparently said that to this person, or if they have, they have not created. They've created a new scandal, right? Then again, we need a new statement so everybody understands that, because obviously you can't get it from. Well, we're not allowed to listen to Trent anymore. We're not allowed to. But you got Cardinal Burke. You've got St. Paul. Got all these prophets. And they won't listen to them either, even if they risen from the dead. Even if that's our Lord there sitting there in the flesh in front of them, they won't believe it. They won't listen to them. Those are the compromises Our Lady talks about. Now, how do I see this coming up? I'm looking at the Modern Catholic Dictionary by Father Harden, and right in there is modernism. I love the definition he came up with because it's so clear. And he goes a theory about the origin and nature of Christianity. Now think about this, George Terrell. This is you know of, of, of one of the few instances where somebody actually got excommunicated. But this this is how bad this guy was. Anyway, we don't have to go through all the history. This is the part I want to get to. According to modernism, this is just a refresher if you haven't thought about this recently. I'm going to read through the. To, I'm going to read through it first, and then we're going to break it down. According to modernism, religion is essentially a matter of experience, personal and collective. There is no objective revelation from God to the human race on which Christianity is finally based, nor any reasonable grounds for credibility in the Christian faith based on miracles or the testimony of history. Faith therefore is uniquely from within. In fact, it is part of human nature, a kind of motion of the heart, hidden and unconscious. It is, in modernist terms, a natural instinct belonging to the emotions, a feeling for the divine that cannot be expressed in words or doctrinal propositions, an attitude of spirit that all people, I just got to stop. Listen to that baloney. And you know what? It succinctly describes the baloney and what is wrong with these people today, right? Full of those who make compromises. Compromises, how? I mean, you know, when we hear our ladies say it that way, we think that somebody sat down at a table with the devil and cut a deal out with them. As a matter of fact, that was one of the past podcast episodes. They tent and compromise with the devil. But when we get to the human part of it, nobody sat down and thought, hey, this is a good idea that I make a deal with the devil. But what they do, they abuse their intellect, they abuse their reason, they abuse their understanding into this baloney. But I wanted to get to this contrast. Our Lord's there in the Blessed Sacrament. It's an objective reality. That is our Lord. That is, he died on Calvary 2,000, well, just under 2,000 years ago. 20, what, 30, year 33. So what? what's 14 off? So 1,986 years ago. Whatever it is. Thereabouts. You know, people even, they have to go through and dispute all that stuff now too. I'll go off in a rabbit hole if we get down that. That's his heart. That's his sacred heart. And he encouraged through his devotion that we come there and we see him because I guess he was seeing this future that began. We could get into this whole thing where the king was going to consecrate France and he failed to do it. And then the punishment was the the rebellion, which gets into Napoleon and the attack on Rome, Russia, and Christ our Savior Cathedral and the Bolsheviks and Fatima. And it's all kind of tied together. We don't want to go way down that rabbit hole, though. We want to go down this rabbit hole of what's wrong with these people that they make a compromise. It's because they think it's just a feeling. That's why Dewey was so wrong. This is what they're doing to your children, our children, our future. Oh, wait, the bishops tell us our future is Latino kids, but they're doing it to them, too. Trust me. When you hear that religion is just a a, a, a sincere belief, that came from Dewey. And what does it mean? You and me. When we think of God, we think of, it's okay if you think of him as the old man in the sky. It's all right. It's just that you know that there's a person that's not you. And he's real and he exists. When You look at our Lord, there's a real person there. And you look at our lady. There's a real person there and it's not you. It's not in you. It's not a feeling. These people think it's just a feeling. They think there's nothing objective from it. They think that there's like energies that came like, you know, they're insane. They make New Agers sound like they make some sense, really. That's why they can't process the idea of somebody like our president, who says very sincerely, he believes what he's doing is right get into the whole thing of criminal psychology and, and, and tricks of rhetoric. I mean, here, like a double reference. I don't feel that I've done anything wrong. This, you know, this is the circular self referential language. It's the trick. This is how modernists get each other off the hook, because what they're basically saying is I have a sincere belief that what I did was right. This is why you're not allowed to judge There's a judgment there. And they'll be the first ones to judge because if you bring in the objective truth of God, they'll immediately say you're you're engaged in hate speech. Why? Why? What do you hate when you do that? Because you hate error. You hate compromise. It's not that you hate these people, but you hate error. And if that's with a sense that they meant... I would agree with him. I'd be like, yeah, you, you bet you bet I do. God says he detests error and he'll destroy it. God hates sin. You know, it's so funny. They say, oh, oh hate the sin, love the sinner. You know, they turn around on us. Well, you should love us. Just look at a crucifix. God loves him. But they say he's not real. If it's all just a feeling, if there's just a flow of energy from history that was transmitted from. You know, it's funny to me because uh, Teilhard de Chardin was so desperate to prove evolution, that he got caught up, literally caught up f- uh, with fraudulent attempts to pr- to pr- to prove the missing link in evolution. Why? Because it's so important to them to prove their theories that we just talked about. This is why it gets in there. I'm going to go back to this. According to modernism, religion is essentially a matter of experience, personal and collective. Now, I don't know about you, but apart from the things I've learned from God through revelation, I'm not sure that my personal experience would be that good of a guiding light. And the collective experience, just like I said before, is anybody taking account of what's going on in the world around us? you got people like i don't know eating tide pods like who thought that was a good idea now you got this thing where i don't know some you know people decided that hey if i like this workout stuff with uh, caffeine in it i think they call it a dry bombing where they just eat the this caffeine laden stuff and energy thing that's supposed to help you with a workout and well, now they're all having heart attacks because they overdosed on caffeine because they ate the stuff dry and it was way more than they were supposed to but you know that's their personal experience their collective experience you know as a, as a world that doesn't you know that it, it didn't inform them they sincerely believe it was good for them to eat that just like the tide Pod people they sincerely believe that those looked very tasty and they should have them and just like our president with communion, he sincerely believes that uh, he holds nothing contrary to the faith. I don't even know if he said it that clear. I've heard others say it that clear. But apparently, by his actions, when they tell us, oh, you can't judge him. No, I'm not judging him. I don't know where he's going to wind up, heaven or hell, God willing, you know, and he repents and winds up in, uh, in heaven. Now, I don't know, he may be of a mental state that he's ignorant or whatever. I mean, you know, but I can judge this publicly. The statements he's made in support of abortion are, are grave matter. They're publicly scandal. And I know that those things are inconsistent with faith in, in what God asks us. And I also know that just like if I was trying to withhold wages from the worker or engage in any of those four things that cry out to heaven for vengeance... You know the big one that they're all talking about this month you know and if i'm being a little bit cagey about the way i'm saying it it's because i don't want to give the computers that scan and make transcripts of audio too easy of a choice so i'll just bring it up this way we all know what i'm talking about it's pride month you know if you're celebrating that you're basically declaring yourself an enemy of god And telling me don't judge, it just means you just want to hush the other side. Now, I believe God actually spoke to us, told us what he likes and doesn't like, and and I'm going to repeat what he said. You should do the same. We should all do the same. But that's when we get into this problem with modernists. They say it's a matter of experience. This is the the next part. There is no objective revelation from God. So modernists, somebody in the church who's accepted compromises, they cannot, they tell us not to judge because they think there's no standard. You now I can take a ruler that I know is 12 inches long and hold up next to something else and tell how long that other thing is because the ruler provides a standard for me. That's what God's revelation to us is. It's a standard. He says, don't work on Sunday. Well, it's kind of easy if I see somebody working on Sunday and they're on a doctor or something like that. I know there's something wrong there. You know, I have right. a friend that tells me how I love to go in the office on Sunday and get some work done because nobody's there. You know what comes out of my mouth? Huh, you might as well just be breaking all the other commandments too. But I guess because nobody's there to see it, you you wouldn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Well, don't judge. Yeah, you have to judge. But this is why they say that, because they don't believe there's any standard. It's just personal feelings. How can you have a church with that? And Let's go to this next part. I want to get to the heart part, um, because it's the Feast of the Sacred Heart, and I thought this is interesting, this tie-in. There we go. Faith, therefore, is uniquely from within. Here you go. In fact, it is part of human nature a kind of motion of the heart, hidden and unconscious. The church will be full of those who make compromises. And today's feast is all about our Lord's heart and motions of his heart. The motions of our Lord's heart was that he loved you so much, he became man and endured Calvary for your sake, for their sakes, for my sake, for ours each of us. And it wouldn't matter. It would only have to be one of us here and he, would do it. he loves us that much, he would do it for us. In modernism, it's almost a tell. They say that faith is just emotion of the heart. It's emotion away from God, if it's anything. If modernism is that sort of compromise which makes somebody think that it's good to allow somebody to take communion though it caused them condemnation though it would cause them eternal pain something's wrong with their heart that's why Our Lady asks us to pray our rosary that's why the other weapon is the blessed sacrament it stands against error it stands as an objective sign that Our Lord loves us and has revealed Himself to us I don't know what the answer is other than what Our Lady told us. We must pray our rosaries every day, and we have to remember to pray for the Holy Father and the bishops and the cardinals and all this other mess going on. It's like Our Lord said, though, if they won't listen to the prophets, they won't even believe somebody risen from the dead. I guess we could say in some ways things don't change, but we know they're worse than they've ever been for Our Lady to have warned us the way she did. But here we are in the Feast of the Sacred Heart. I hope you, if you didn't yet, I hope you do. You tell our Lord you appreciate. Thank Him. Thank Him for leaving this sign for us. Thank you for leaving this weapon for us. Thank Him for creating devotion to the Sacred Heart. You might know and you might have an opportunity just to get delighted that our Lord likes you. I know it delights me to think, not just that, I mean, you know, we tend to, part of it is because the culture we're in and the church that teaches us, you can see it right in the way they talk when you compare it against the saints and the holdouts. The modernists don't understand that part. They don't get the human part of it. When they tell us to love everyone and love wins, you could tell they don't love anybody. Because they would want to share God if they did, but they don't believe Him. They say that He isn't there. They think it's just some vague concept, some vague subconscious, you know, under the hidden waves, well, deep below the ocean. God save us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Today's your day. You tried to tell us that you're not some vague motion of the subconscious, but a man. And you never wanted to be just some vague force or empty voice. You wanted to be somebody that we could understand a man who walked, a man who made jokes. A man who told us what his father wants. Somebody who loved us so much he would die for us. But because you're God, you conquered death that you might take us with you. Mm. Thank you, most sacred heart of Jesus. Have mercy on us. Make our hearts like unto thine. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Akita, pray for us. Well, that's it. You've done it. You have listened to another episode of the Bellarm Forum Podcast. Today was... Ooh, we have to come up with a good title for today. I'm not even... Here I am recording, and we haven't come up with a good title. Well, what should it be? I guess why, why modernists can't believe in the sacred heart. Or the weapon. That, nah, I kind of like that first one. I'm your show host, John B. Manos, president of the Bellarmine Forum. Production of this episode was underwritten by an anonymous donor that asked you to say your rosary daily. If you would like to underwrite production of the podcast, contact the Bellman Forum using the contact form on our website, bellermanforum.org, or call us. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wander Forum Foundation, founded in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II as a faithful enclave of the Catholic faith, without all of the progressive modernist confusion that we just talked about today. Next time we'll get into why the differences between the way you perceive the world and the way a modernist perceives the world. It all gets down to the differences we talked about today. For them, objective reality is any sincere belief. For you and me, it's observation. Our producer sits at the right hand of his father and will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by the producer per show. The Bellman Forum is a nonprofit public charity and all donations are tax deductible, to the maximum extent permitted by law, this show is copyrighted by the Bellman Forum, twenty twenty one. I guess it would it be M M X X I, right? Ivan, Ivan, hey, did you get the wrong? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Ivan shaking his head. To the greater glory of God and the honor of the Blessed Mother. Amen.